0: Well, it's been an interesting week to say the least. My name is Brad Brown. Welcome to episode 17 of Run Talk SA. I'm flying solo this week. Parky has had a couple, uh, has had a week from hell, to be dead honest. Uh, He's got a a sick wife and just work in the way. You know how it goes, you have one of those weeks. So uh, I'm holding the fort this week. Parky will be back with us here on Run Talk SA next week. He did send his sincerest apologies for not spending any time with you this week. Uh, yeah, and besides that, yo, the response to our interview last week with the President of Athletic South Africa, James Evans. Uh, yeah, if you did send tweets and messages, uh, I really do appreciate them. Just to give you a bit of feedback on that, uh, there has been no response to a second interview, I can tell you that much. Uh, we've also been threatened uh, threatened with legal action, so we've actually taken the clip off of last week's podcast uh, it's, it's actually uh, a bit of a laugh, to be honest, uh, that the blaming the media has become the sideshow to, to what is actually a very, very serious problem of whether or not the Soweto Marathon is going to go ahead. Uh, there is a bit of a statement on the website. If you head over to runtalksa.co.za forward slash uh, 16, just a couple of points that I made. And I'll make them on this week's show, too. Uh, One of the things that came out of that interview with James Evans was that uh, following the 2012 Soweto Marathon, uh, an inquiry, an internal inquiry was launched as to what went wrong at the race and how they could improve in 2013. It is 10 months after the Soweto Marathon 2012, and that inquiry still hasn't concluded. So there have been no conclusions drawn from what happened at the Soweto Marathon 2012. It's less than two months to go until this year's race. And as it stands right now, we still don't know who's organizing the race. Is it Athletic South Africa? They're saying it is them. Is it the Soweto Marathon Trust? uh, Sonelli Banelis and Uh, they're saying they're doing it. So uh, your guess is as good as mine. As I said on the little article that I wrote on our website, two things I do know is that I'm not sure if I want to uh, run a race that uh is yeah two months from now we're not sure if it is happening. You can just imagine how well the organizing is going, and second of all, I don't think I will be running just with what has happened uh, I've sort of seen who who is running the sport of athletics, and I don't think I want to run a race uh when when that's the case, so yeah, I won't be running the Soweto marathon, unfortunately, we'll be taking part in other events that weekend. It is just one of those things, but if you are running, I hope the training's going well, uh and yeah, we'd love to hear your experiences after the race to see. If anything had improved over the last year. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath if I was you. Into this week's show, though. Uh, yeah, a couple of interviews, and, and I'm really, really interested in one of them, to be dead honest. Uh, you might be confused thinking you're listening to one of our sister podcasts, Tri Talk SA, because we're talking to one of the biggest South African triathlon stars over the last probably decade who hung up his triathlon. Uh, wheels and shoes, uh, put it that way, uh, about a year and a half ago, but has decided in 2014 he's running the Comrades Marathon. I'm talking about Reynard Tysink. Uh He's won 13 Ironmans over his uh, racing career. He's finished in the top 10 at the World Champs in Kona in Hawaii numerous times, and he's going for Comrades next year. So very, very cool chat with Ray. And then also caught up with uh, a colleague of mine, actually, at the radio station that I work for, a guy by the name of Quena Moabela, who is the host of a radio show called Game Plan. You will have also seen him uh, a lot during uh, football matches that feature Bafana Bafana on the TV. I actually caught up with Quena last week, so this interview was supposed to go out last week, and there are references to uh, last weekend's Bafana Bafana match against Botswana, which we won, and that was when... We got knocked out of the World Cup qualifying because of other results, but I chatted to Quena a little bit about South African football as well. So it's a nice bag, mixed bag, on this week's show. Don't forget, as always, as well, if you'd like to be in touch, you can. You can pop us a tweet at RuntalkSA. You can also follow us on Facebook. Uh, Just search for us, or if you'd like, pop me an email, podcast at RuntalkSA.co.za. Let's get straight into this week's show, and our first interview is with Quena. Well, every now and again here on Run Talk SA, we like to get uh, a schleb onto the show, a schleb who runs, uh, and it's a pleasure to welcome onto the show this week one of my colleagues, a recent colleague, I've known him for many years and we've just started working together uh, of late, uh, Quena Maubella. Welcome onto Run Talk SA. Quena, you host Game Plan on SAFM Monday through to Friday. You also do a lot of live soccer. Uh, saw you on the telly this weekend, actually, uh, in Bufana Bufana's great victory. Welcome onto the show. Thanks for your time today you very much, a Pleasure to speak to you. Quinn, tell me a little bit about your running career. I, I mean, we met, I'm just trying to think when it was. It was Comrades 2010. You ran your first Comrades that year. That was the year that I bombed out on my first one. <laughs> did, did you have a running background before then, or, was that, or were you like me that year that it was like, hey, Comrades this is the goal, we're going to go and do it?
1: Yeah, well, that was my first uh, Comrades marathon, and I think I started building up to it in 2008. We we had an outside broadcaster, SAFM at the expo, and I just, uh, the vibe just caught me. And uh, I figured, why don't I try this? And I I tried a couple of races in 2008, here and there, without experience, and I just built up to it over two years. Uh, And in the process, it was uh, sort of a a weight loss uh, program that I was going through, and and it just, the bark just beat me from then.
0: How much weight did you lose in that process, Gwena? Um,
1: uh, Well, uh, probably about, Ten, okay. ten kilograms. I was just about uh, ninety-two, um, and my normal weight is just about eighty-two, eighty, eighty-four somewhere there. So at the moment, uh, because I haven't run since this year's Comrades, <laughs> I'm on I'm eighty-four. But, I mean, it was quite, which is <laughs> 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 we, we comfortable weight. But yeah, I mean, at, at before two thousand eight. I mean, people who know me, two thousand six, two thousand seven. I would know that I was quite a, a big boy, you know, and uh, now at least, uh, you know, I can hold my own with some of the uh, spot stars, I must say. <laughs> uh, and now
0: you're a proper racing snake. Quinn, I love the fact that you said you were at the Expo and got caught by the Vibe because you've now done the race and you've been sucked in good and proper, haven't you?
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, I remember I missed 2012, uh, Comrades, because I had flu and it was the the, the worst worst day of my life the fact that i had trained so much and two weeks before the race i, I caught flu and i couldn't run it was just bad like it, it becomes a drug a, a positive drug that if you don't do it you just feel bad about yourself if i spend two weeks uh in fact maybe i'm even exaggerating seven days without a run i just feel like my body needs something and a, a 10k run a 5k run just does wonders.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and that's probably the cool thing about running is it's 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 a natural sort of high. It's I always joke that endorphins are my drug of choice, and and you probably would agree with that.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a uh, um, actually just yesterday I was saying um, after the Vafana match I was so disappointed. In the morning, uh, I I took uh, my, my my running gear, went to the beach, did uh, a quick ten k. Run and I felt good because I was just a bit down as a fan. I was down that, you know, we won the match convincingly, but uh, we couldn't go through to the next round. I mean, this, you know, I just felt bad as a fan and my spirit was down, but. A good run on the beach just, just you know, lifted my spirit and lifted my mood. Sorted that out.
0: Quinn, I finally, finally mentioned that because I actually wanted to, to chat to you a little bit about that Pafana game as well. It was a superb performance on, on the weekend. I mean, 4-1, uh, it's probably the, the best I've seen. It could have easily been 7-1. I mean, we had so many opportunities, but uh, we did manage to put four goals in the back of the net. And, and it was a bit of a, a bittersweet blow with us not going through because the Central African Republic uh, went and lost to Ethiopia.
1: Yes, you know, it's it's one of those things, as you say, it's bittersweet. But, I mean, you know, there's, uh, and a lot of people are disappointed, right, that we're not going through, they're pointing fingers, uh, they want the coach to go, they want this and that, they want Safa to change this. But I'm saying the damage was done long mm-hmm. before Gordon Nicholson took over. Exactly. The, the damage was done some time back, and I think that's what we, we need to look at. Gordon Nicholson is doing a good job. I know a lot of people uh, are already saying that his mandate was to uh, reach the semis of the African Cup of nations. His mandate was to qualify as 2014. He has failed both. Uh, mandates, and he must go. I'm one of those people and and I'm saying this not as a sports journalist, but as a South African, as a soccer fan, as a Bafana Bafana fan that we've seen a lot of positives. I mean, he out of the possible 12 points in the qualifiers, he got nine. Uh, you know, that, that that is a good record, but he came in while the damage was already done. We're starting to score goals. I mean, we're not the last time Bafana Bafana scored four goals. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, It was one of, it actually, it was one of those six matches that were investigated before. Uh, the 2010 FIFA World Cup, you know. It was one of those matches that were investigated for match-fixing. That's when we scored more than four goals. I mean, here is a coach who has actually managed to start. The team is scoring goals. The team is positive. The boys are happy. I interact with them on on a daily basis. They're happy. The mood is great. And I think Gordon needs some be kept. Uh Look, we, we let's go for the chain. Let's win chain. I mean, it will lift the people's mood. Uh, you know, if we need to do something. We need to get something. Because people are, are still... Peter about not qualifying,
0: but I think we need to move on. Yeah, Quinn, I'm with you 100%. And I mean, I, I think I said it on, on my show this weekend that truth truth of the matter is we shouldn't have been in this position on the weekend because we were out of it already. The only reason we, we had a second chance is because of, of, of other people's mistakes fielding illegible players that sort of left the back door slightly open. But the truth of the matter is the horse had bolted a long time ago.
1: Yes, definitely. I mean, uh, and, and Peter Musiman is a very good friend of mine, but the damage was done. Uh, during his time, uh, you know, he, the team was not performing well. The team was not winning matches. That draw in Rustenberg against Ethiopia, it was not supposed to be a draw. You win your home matches. Mm-hmm. We were not supposed to draw against Botswana away. Botswana are not. And with all due respect to the people of Botswana uh, who may listen to this or hear this, this broadcast, uh, they are not in the same league with us, with all due respect. Uh, you know, we shouldn't have drawn with them.
0: Yeah, no, I could couldn't agree more. But back onto running because that's what we're actually talking about. <laughs> tell me, you said you you set the goal at, at the expo to run comrades two thousand and eight. You were down there for an outside broadcast. Were you sporty before that? Like, and and I don't mean sporty. I mean you've always been a sports journalist. But what I mean sporty, were you active, or, or were you one of those sort of like me, where where I was a couch supporter, where I, I loved sport but I never really like took part in anything.
1: The last time before that, I done I had done. I, I play occasionally. I play your Sunday soccer, your weekend soccer, mm. but it's not as competitive. It's not as you know. It's one of those things you play five minutes, and you feel tired or feel a, a bit of pain. You sit down and and have a
0: good drink outside. But before, <laughs> it's just an excuse to have a beer. It's not actually a soccer yeah. game. Is that what you say? <laughs> yes, definitely.
1: <laughs> but, but before that, I think the last time I had played any competitive sport was. um I think 1995, 96, 97, somewhere thereabouts while I was still at varsity, I was playing cricket and I was playing basketball um, for for the for the university team. But uh, uh, once I finished, uh, I graduated uh, and started going to the uh, work uh, market. Uh, I stopped playing. So I, I would safely say between 1999 and 98 and 2008, a good 10 years of inactivity before I started thinking of running.
0: Yeah, and 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 Quina, you you married as well. You you you're a family man. How do you balance the the, the sort of time away from the family? Because you do with with what you do for a living, you do travel a lot, and 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 how do you get that balance right with traveling, work, getting your running in, but also spending enough time at home?
1: It's not easy, Brad. I must say. Um, you know, as you say, with family kids. It's not easy in and, and the traveling because a lot of work. I'm almost out every weekend, uh, five days a week. I'm on radio and I've got other business interests outside, uh, you know, media, but you, you have to, to, to make the time, especially when it comes to running, especially when you want to do something like comrades, it needs time and, and you have to squeeze in the time. Either you run very early in the morning or late afternoon, but you need to squeeze in the time. And fortunately for me, in between the time where uh, you know in the mornings uh before I go to work because my my, my radio work is late in the in the afternoon or evening if you want um I, I could squeeze in two three hours of training and th- then it 's done but it's it 's not easy because in between I still have to do homework with the kids I still have to do other things so mm. it's it's it 's not easy, but if you really want to get into running it 's about the time you need to make that time that one hour uh on the road that one hour of you know just going out there and and, and pounding the pavement. Um, goes a long way,
0: and it's it's important to to sort of set some time aside for you. I, I think a lot of people battle with that, especially people with busy careers and and families and and, and spouses that they, they battle to 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 really put that that time aside. They almost feel guilty that they're taking time for themselves, but but you de- you definitely need that, don't you?
1: It's me time. Yeah, I always say that running is me time. You know, I know when I'm on the road uh, for those two hours, it, it's just me. Uh, you know, and my music it's just me and 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 my thoughts and it's it 's the quality time for me it, it has become that you know because especially as a sports fanatic uh, that I am uh going to a sports event for me it 's no longer more about fun but it 's more about work mm. so uh when when I say i 'm going out to watch cricket or rugby or soccer or even boxing, uh, half of it is work as much as it is fun it 's about work so one thing that I know, if I go out and, and then put on my techies and, and just uh, run, it's it's just it's my time. It's my two hours. It's, I I decide what I'm doing, and I just uh, I'm, I'm sure you know about this. It, it's it's just an exhilarating feeling, just being out there and you know passing. The roads, just the cars passing by on the road, the sound, everything. It's just an amazing feeling being on the road.
0: Yeah. Quina, as far as races and that go as well, uh, you work a lot of weekends, but, but you still get, get, a, get the chance to, to run the odd race in that as well. well. Other than comrades, what's the best race that you've run here in South Africa?
1: The best in terms of um, my, my my running, or in terms of uh, the race itself. No, just um, just as
0: far as your your experience, that it was just like you, you sit back and think, you know what, that was a blooming nice race.
1: Well, you know, for me, most of and, and uh, unfortunately, I do a lot of races in Culting, obviously because of the work that we do. Uh, you know, it, it's hard for me to go and and do other races in other provinces, but I mean, I, I've always enjoyed. Um, Soweto Marathon, um, and I hope we have Soweto Marathon this year. Yeah. <laughs> We've we had all that about the politics. Not looking good, <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> I've, I've always enjoyed Soweto Marathon, and and for some weird reason, friend, uh, it's one race that I never actually run under five hours. The closest I've ever been uh, to running under five hours in Soweto is four hours, fifty-seven. Uh, but give me any other race, give me pick and pay, give me uh and give me any other race. I would do it in four hours twenty minutes. But for some weird reason, so it's just too tough for me. But I love it. I love it. I love the the challenge. I love the engagement. I love the people. I love the spirit of the people on the road. And I'm told, uh, you know, if I've never run two oceans marathon, I'm hoping to do it this year. And I'm told the, the feeling is almost the same when you do something like that.
0: Okay, brilliant. And then, Quena, as far as sort of goal races that you'd love to run internationally, I mean, what races on your bucket list that if, if budget wasn't an issue that, and, and you could get the time off work, what would you, what would you run?
1: I think more than anything is the time. The qualifying, <laughs> the qualifying times for the international races are just impossible. Uh, but but I would I would honestly love to do London and New York. Uh, you know, and as journalists, you cover these race, You see the people, you watch them on TV. It's amazing. But if I could get uh, London and, and New York medals, I think I'd uh, tick them off my my bucket list.
0: All right, cool. And then, just to end off, I'm going to do a quick fire with you. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. The first thing that comes to mind, I want you to answer. Uh, Apple, Black, Apple Blackberry, or Android? Uh, Apple. The best app you've used recently? Mm. Instagram, I think. Okay. Uh, you're in talk radio, but you, you like music, though, I'm sure. What's the best song or the, the song that you're absolutely loving at the moment?
1: At the moment, I'm enjoying Mirrors by Dustin Timberlake.
0: All right, cool. And uh, what book are you reading right now?
1: The Things That Could Not Be Said, uh, Reverend Francis
0: The best movie you've seen in the last year?
1: Phew, I haven't been to a movie in a long time.
0: And <laughs> you and me both, though. <laughs> I,
1: I go to Kitty's movies, so i would go with Despicable Me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best restaurant you've eaten at in the last year? And don't say Spur because you've got kids.
1: <laughs> well, I I, I had uh, actually in the last year I was in Brazil, Fortunately, I was in Brazil. I uh, the name escapes me, but I had some uh, boteco. It was some boteco restaurant in Brazil. It, they had some great meat. It's like South African food, but uh, you know it's a typical braai uh, meat. You know, like we do it here at yeah. home. So I enjoyed it. I think it's called boteco,
0: if memory serves well. And Quinta, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? You probably won't believe this, but I'd be a chef. Really? Big, yeah. big foodie?
1: <laughs> yes. I love my cooking. I enjoy time in the kitchen. Um, I've studied a bit here and there, uh, cuisine and other things. Yeah, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing,
0: I'd definitely be a chef. Awesome, man. I look forward to coming to your house for supper then. <laughs> well, definitely. I will invite you. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Quena, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I uh, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you out on the road again soon. Comrades 2014 on the cards?
1: Definitely, Commerce 2014, uh, Two Oceans uh, 2014, uh, two, two Oceans this year. Actually, uh, it will be my first. I'm looking forward to those two races.
0: Awesome, man. looking forward to seeing you out there, Quena. Thanks for chatting to us, and we'll definitely catch up soon. Thanks, buddy. Run Talk SA, and this next interview is going to be quite, a, quite an interesting one because it might confuse a few people. You might be thinking you're listening to the wrong podcast. Uh, we're chatting to Reynard Tissink, who, uh, if, if you're a runner and you don't know much about triathlon circles, uh, Reynard is uh, a phenomenal triathlete. He's, he sort of hung up his racing boots from a triathlon perspective uh, a while ago. But just to, to give you some of his credentials, it is crazy how many, how many Man he's done. Reynard, you've done 33, I think?
2: That's right, 33 Ironmans. I haven't finished them all, unfortunately. But um, yes, I have started and and got to the run on on all 33 of those. I
0: mean, that's just crazy. You've got four top 10 finishes at the Ironman World Champs in Kona in Hawaii.
2: That's right, Anna. the top 10s, um, won a couple of them, and yeah, a, a bucket full of, of podium places. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can't complain about my my tri- Ironman career. It's, it has been pretty successful. Obviously, I would have liked to have won a few more, but... Um, it's a tough sport, and you know every year it, it just gets harder and harder. The competition gets tougher, and then when you're that, it just definitely does uh, get a little bit more difficult to keep up with a younger guy.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And, and I mean, I'm just looking at you, buy I mean, you've been in the, you've been racing triathlons for more than 22 years. Uh, you've you've won eight, so you've won a bucket load. You've got 12 top five finishes, so your, your triathlon credentials speak for themselves. You're a, you're a pretty good runner as well. I mean, just as far as 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 marathon times go, you you haven't raced as far as I know any marathons on their own I mean you've done marathons in training and that sort of thing on their own but as far as out and out racing but in an Ironman I mean what's your, your marathon PB in an Ironman?
2: Um, I've run a 249 in in Austria um, you know obviously conditions need to, to be favourable to run a, a really fast Ironman Um the, the fastest Ironman runners are running around 240 to 245 or so, uh, I mean, obviously a lot slower than than, than a flat-out marathon, um, essentially because you're running the marathon at 1 o'clock in the afternoon in the heat of the day and after five hours of of really intense cycling and swimming before that, so... It's, it's difficult to compare, you know, a flat out marathon run to to an Ironman marathon, but yeah, a two forty nine, and I've run a, a, a flat out marathon in, in two thirty nine. Again, just in preparation for,
0: for Ironman, though. Okay, I, I love that. you talk about running a marathon at lunchtime. Jeez, for the rest of us, it's at night. <laughs> <laughs> but Reynolds the reason we wanted to chat to you on Run Talk essay this week, I saw a tweet of yours last week. Uh, you taking on comrades twenty fourteen um
2: yeah it's you know it's something that i've i've always wanted to do you know growing in you know, at school growing up um on the cross country team we you know the the teachers sometimes get together um spend the night at the coach's house to to wake up early and watch comrades in the morning um, you know, go out for a run session. So we've always grown up watching comrades. You know, it, it's part of the, the South African running institution. You know, sometimes, you know, people don't even really care what your ten K time is. they say we'll have you run comrades. So you're not really a runner until you know, in South Africa until you've run comrades. So it's definitely something that's on the bucket list on the bucket list it's something that we've had to um, that every runner has to do, or at least attempt to do, at at some point. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I I did actually think about doing it in 2001. Um, I had sort of given up the idea of doing Ironman because I was getting my butt kicked by the guys overseas. So I thought I would do Ironman then, and and sort of started training for it for about six to nine weeks before I got sucked back into into Man and it, you know it went a lot better, and my my Ironman career took off again. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to doing it this time.
0: Okay, and and, and Raynaud, you haven't been racing. I mean, you've been off the the sort of triathlon racing circuit for for just over a year now. So, have you been ticking over, or have you taken like a whole chunk of time off and you said, you know what, I want to have a bit of a break and then maybe reassess things?
2: I've I've pretty much um, haven't really been ticking over, not as much as I should have. Um, I did the Absa Cape Epic, um, sort of riding my bike, maybe twice a month every so often on the mountain bike. Um, but essentially, I've taken a year and a half off where I haven't done a lot. I've put on about 15 kilograms. So <laughs> I've got a lot of work ahead of me. Um, and its uh, I have no illusion that, you know, I think it's going to be easy and to get back into that type of shape. But, you know, coming from training for an Ironman where you can, you know, training up to 40, 45 hours a week, um, I think mentally it's, it's going to be a lot easier for me to train um for, for one discipline, for, for, for comrades. Um, you know, already twice a week I'm running, you know, twice a day and I still feel like it's not enough. I'm not doing enough for comrades. Luckily I've got a long way to go and, and I know obviously training is going to get a lot harder. Um but you know, up to now it, it feels a lot easier. This week I'll run 100 Ks. Um, you know, when I was doing Ironman, it felt like a lot because I was still trying to cycle 20 or 30 hours a week and trying to swim 20 Ks a week. So, um, you know, 100 Ks a week of just running is, is really easy. It doesn't feel like I'm, I'm putting in a lot of time. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be different and, you know, I think it is quite manageable.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that. You talk about the mental sort of approach to it and, and just wrapping your head around the one discipline as opposed to the other. I mean, for myself, it, that's, it's so funny you say that because myself over the last four years, I've doubled up. I've done Ironman and, and Comrades. Not the last four years, the last three years. Uh, next year will be the fourth time I'm doing it where I've doubled up, done Ironman and Comrades. And from a mental perspective, you, you're probably in that, that position now too where uh, your worst case scenario, Comrades, is going to be a lot less time than what you do at an ironman so you've been there before at that level and that intensity yes it's just one discipline and and that was the same for me where i said to myself okay cool ironman i've done whatever time worst case scenario i'm going to be on the road way less at comrades
2: that's right um i think you know the problem with just the one training for one discipline comes in is, is overuse injuries so i think that'll be my biggest um my biggest yeah, is, you know, just training the one discipline, the same muscles, the same, obviously the same joints and tendons are getting used every day, you know, every morning, every evening. Um, that's where the problem comes in, is that maybe the body can't handle that, that type of, you know, 25 hours or whatever of, of running per week is, is what I've sort of earmarked you know, as a goal, obviously much later on. Um, so will I be able to cope with that? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, let's say 25 hours of training as opposed to 40 hours, it mentally it is a lot easier. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And as far as ambitions for the race go, I mean, you, you come across as the guy who, who's you're not just going to go there to make up the numbers, you want to give it a good go. Of course. Um,
2: you know, once you're a professional sportsman, you you've always got a little bit of a competitive edge. So, um obviously i 'm not looking at winning or finishing in the top ten gold or whatever those um, <laughs> that 's left up to the real runners um, but I would like at least a significant goal um a sub six would would be fantastic um you know all those people that ask you, Have you run comrades? you know I can say yes, you know what time have you done sub six so you 're not just your average runner um so I would like to make it a decent goal and you know i 'll shoot for sub six it might be. Completely um, out of my capability, but if I run six and a half or whatever, it would still be a significant goal. Myself, you know, maybe trying to beat the, the first ladies, the, the Russian twins, or, or whatever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what, whatever is, you know, maybe I've, I've run a couple of 50k, um, the Corky, Ormday Dum, and you know, I can hold. I've, I've held. Some four-minute k's for that distance. So I'm thinking, well, you know, another 40 k's at the same the same time.
0: It it should be possible, but uh, yeah, let's let's wait and see. And, and as far as doing multiple comrades, Um, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> I, it, I, it, it is an event that is extremely tough on the body. Um, you know, I'm I'm turning 40 this year. I, I don't want to turn fifty and, and not be able to walk because my knees are shot. I've already put it under a, a lot of strain, so possibly one up run, one down run. Um, but you never know. You know, it's, it's the same as an Ironman. People go in there thinking they're just going to do one, and then the bug bites. So it, it's, it's always hard to predict. But um, yeah, common sense would say maybe one or two. Three or four at absolute max, but um, yeah, let's try not to too not uh, look too far into
0: the future. Yeah, I hate to be the the, <laughs> the bearer of bad news, but a lot of comrades runners will tell you two's halfway to ten. So <laughs> <laughs> and then Ray, I mean, I, I have to think of of one other comrades runner who who reminds me a lot of you. He's, he's got a very similar background. Uh, ran really hard in in the 80s and 90s. A guy by the name of Nick Bester, who, who's also got a multi sport background. I mean, Nick in the old days before was a, a swim uh triathlon he won the old iron man that it was a, a paddling triathlon he's a he was a, a bloomin' good paddler came to doozy uh someone like him i mean have you have you managed to to pick his brain a bit with regards to i know you coaching a whole bunch of guys and you know what you're doing but have you managed to spend some time with nick and, and maybe pick his brain as to to what how he prepared for the race
2: well i mean obviously not recently but um you know we we raced in the same era so you know i've spent a lot of time you know listening to guys like like nick bester like Albie Heldenace, um like jan van royen um you know there, there were a lot of guys triathletes that were that were top 10 Comrades runners um back in in the 90s uh, in, in the late 90s so um you know I've listened to these guys and what they've had to put themselves through. Obviously, at that stage, I was still quite young and thought they were all crazy. So, um, yeah, I've got no illusions. You know, I don't I don't think it's going to be easy. Uh, I don't think a, a 70K long training run on the weekend is, is going to be any fun. But, um, you know, things like that have to be done. And um, I'm sure I'll get to, you know, get to see these guys again. Um, while while i'm out doing whatever' the road races or whatever um you know seeing, i mean Nick is obviously heavily involved with the nearbag running club, so I'm sure we'll see him after again
0: awesome and then as far as triathlon goes Reynard, are, are you are you done with try is that it have you Have you achieved what you wanted to achieve and and and, and there's no more? um
2: yeah look there, there comes a time when when you do have to to make the, the the right choice um you know my kids my son went to high school in the year I decided to to hang it up um travelling just got difficult uh you know i i think from a performance point of view i probably still could have been competitive for for a year or two longer but um you no, know, I I had achieved everything um that I needed to. You know, maybe want to win uh might have might have been a bit nicer, but um, you know, would it have made a big difference and probably not. So, you know, I think it was it was the right time to move on. And I'm still involved, you know, with the coaching now trying to help um the generation, you know, try and make a living out of it. Um, Diane McEwen is trying to, you know, trying to make it to the top step in the sport. Carl Buckingham wants to go professional, and, and he's um, made huge improvements over the last year. So, I'm still involved in some way in trying to, to help other guys achieve at, at the sport and at, at Ironman distance. So, um, you know, it's, it's nice to still be involved in some way.
0: And, and as far as your your greatest achievement in in triathlon, what would you what would you say it is?
2: Oh, it's, it's really hard to say. Uh, winning a race is is always fantastic. So. I would have to probably say, for winning the first Ironman South Africa um, in 2005 was was quite an achievement. Um, you know, having all the, the South African crowds there, peers, all very well supported. So you know, being able to do it there in front of all those people, in front of all the South Africans, and, and probably making them more aware of of the sport and you know the South African ability. To, to perform well at, at an international event.
0: It probably has to be one of my favourite moments. I'm sure. Renaut, right, I want to wish you all the best. I'm actually quite bleak that that I'm going to be running Comrades next year and at the back of the pack I'm not going to be able to watch you run, uh, but we'll have to PVR it and watch it after the fact. I'm really looking forward to seeing how you go.
2: Well, I hope it goes as, as well as... Uh, but uh, you might be passing me
0: later on the road. <laughs> then let's, not, let's not count on anything just yet. <laughs> I highly, highly doubt that. But, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Then either I'm having a total blind or your wheels have come off proper. <laughs> Ray, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. It's been it's been awesome catching up, and we'll definitely chat soon.
2: Thanks, Brad. Keep
0: well. Well, that's it. Another edition of Run Talk SA, the 17th episode done and dusted. Uh, From myself, Brad Brown, I hope you have a great week Uh, on behalf of Simon Parkinson as well. Apologies from him. He will be back with you next week here on Run Talk SA. I also forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, uh, apologies for the delay in getting this show out. It normally goes out beginning of the week. It is late in the week this week as well. A lot of people tweeting saying, where is our Run Talk SA? Uh, Well, you've got it now and apologies for that delay. Obviously, just lots going on as well. Something else that we've done that you might be interested to take note of is we've actually switched over to SoundCloud. So it makes it easier to listen to the podcast through the website. You can also download the podcast through there too. But as always, it is still available on iTunes uh, if you are using an Apple device. If you're using an Android device, you can also access it through Stitcher. But the cool thing about SoundCloud is also there are multiple apps for SoundCloud doesn't matter what device you're using. I know for Apple there is one as well, Android too. And you can actually listen to Run Talk SA through SoundCloud on your mobile device too. It just makes it a lot, lot easier. Uh, and yeah, hopefully you're enjoying the show. If you have got any feedback, compliments, or complaints, please do pop us an email podcast at RuntalkSA.co.za. Hopefully not too many complaints. If you do have any, make them nice, okay? Uh, You can tweet us as well at RuntalkSA or like us on Facebook. Uh, Just go to facebook.com forward slash RuntalkSA. For myself, Brad Brown, as always, it's been a pleasure. Have yourself a great one and we'll chat next week here on the show. Cheers.